Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. Give a big clap offering unto Jesus. Amen. So this God bless you for coming for today's service. Amen. July shall be our month of continuous divine upliftment. Hallelujah. Last month was a month of divine upliftment. This one is going to be reloaded. So continuous divine upliftment. Amen. And today I'm sharing with you divine upliftment to the power of serving God. Amen. Last week we looked at divine upliftment to what? The power of love. This week we are looking at divine upliftment to the power of what? Serving God. Amen. Are you happy? Matthew 6.33 Father bless your word in Jesus mighty name. Amen. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. <clears throat> and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what? And his righteousness. And all these things shall be what? Added unto you. Now, what he's trying to share with us is that we should serve God first and serve his interest first and all the other things we need in life will come to us so in this scripture all the things we need in life are categorized into two things all right the first is God and the second is bundled into what other things amen so I don't know what you need I don't know what you're believing God for, but it falls into the category of what? Other things. Okay? So, if you need a car, it's other things. If you need a job, it's other things. God is what? First. So, when El- Elijah went to the widow of Zarephath, what happened was that Elijah told the woman, give me to eat first. Alright? The woman was hungry. She was going to die. That was her last meal. But she said, give me to eat first, and after we will talk about yours. Amen. So when we come to God, God wants us to consider his work first. Amen. But people don't know, you see, a lot of people don't know that going about God's business is what actually brings everything you will need in this life. People think that being smart trying to figure things out on your own is actually the key to prosperity no it is not and will never be amen i told you the blessing of the lord is what makes rich so every true and genuine prosperity underneath this underneath it is an influence okay of a blessing if you go to the other side there's always an influence every enduring power of wealth has an influence beneath it but on our side we call it a blessing okay maybe on the flip side it is a covenant but there's no way you can make someone a man of god said there's no way a certain type of money can come into your hand if you don't have a connection with a deity yeah all these bill gates people they have divine connections it may not be with christ yeah, I saw a script, uh, uh, an article, and it, it was saying that before Steve Jobs, people had seen him in a Buddhist temple somewhere in Japan. Mark Zuckerberg, you see Mark Zuckerberg visit that same place. 
Like, you never know. So don't sit there and think that these people are just book, book. No. Money is controlled by forces. All right? But for us, it's the blessing. You get it? Yeah. So don't be blinded with things you see. Someone said, uh, Jeff Bezos, I saw a poster, I said, Jeff Bezos is not a Christian. He doesn't pay tight. He doesn't do this. And he's the world's richest man. You see, you are ignorant. Yeah, because you don't know Jeff Bezos. You don't sleep in. You don't know the secret room he has in his house. People, what, you see, white men, eh, they, we are black people, we, we do our things basa basa, so we can't market it well. You get it? Yes. I, I watched a program on DSTV. I think I was even with Mr. Oda. And Nicole Mansa. She, she's driving a Range Rover. She lives in a very beautiful apartment, like house. And she drives, she comes, and she, 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 she's a fortune teller. All right? So when you see her, you don't even think that. Because she looks nice, everything. But when you come here, you see, our people wear beats and rituals and lose it. So it's like, we are the demons. But they too, they have the same thing. You get it. I don't want to digress. But it's the, it's, it's the same thing, just that this is neat. And ours is not neat. Branding. They have branded their juju men to call them suit, well, fortune tellers. So they are dressed neatly and they will just come around nicely perfumed and everything. When you see them, very exactly. But ours, we can't brand it all. So we say, Malam, Isa, Malam, Baba. Uh-huh. But the, all these things are the same whether it's branded or not branded. The point is there's a consultation with something. All right? So seek ye first means that consult first the things of God. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 1. Shalabagosekeba. I beseech ye, brethren, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So, in serving God, first your whole self must be ready. You get it. You can't present a part of you and leave a part of you out. Somebody says, I want to serve God, but their mind is not on serving God. You see, they are, their bodies are there, but their mind is not there. Have you ever been somewhere to someone and you were there with the person and the mind of the person was not there? It's one of the things you never want to feel, especially someone you like. Like maybe you, you, you are trying to date a lady and say, oh, let's go to Golden Tulip, all right? Or let's go to where? African Regent. Then you sit down. And as you are talking to the lady, She's absent-minded. So as you are talking to her, what will you eat? Then she says, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Then as you are talking to her, she's pressing her phone. Like she's chatting with another guy. <clears throat> you get it. And it's like, oh, I wish I could have your attention here. So most of us, you see, the truth of the matter is, we have come to a place where we present ourselves in church. But our minds are not here. It's, like, it's another Sunday. Hallelujah. Even in the preach, as I'm preaching, somebody's mind is not here. Hallelujah. Acts 10, 38. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Are you here? Is your mind here? Before we go to Acts 10, 38, let's go to Luke. Luke 2, 49. Luke 2, And he said unto them, so they were looking for Jesus. Where is Christ? 
the mother was roaming, looking for her son. Then eventually he found the son. He said, where have you been? Give me NLT. And the, and the little boy is asking the mother, but why did you need to search? Why are you looking for me? He asks, didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? Amplified. And he said to them, how is it that you had to look for me? He's like, don't look for me. Why? Did you not see and know that it is necessary as a duty for me to be in my father's house and occupied about my father's business? So, the work of God is God's business. You get it. And we must take it that serious. Many people have not come to understand that God's business is God's work. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. That's the only thing Jesus said he will build. Everything we are doing is revolved around his, the building of his church. It's the only investment he left and the only thing he will come back to check on. So, if you are not involved, okay, in the building of the church, then you are not part of God's employees. And you are, he's not obliged to do certain things, you know. You are not part of God's, you know, I, in the church, there are a group of people I work with, okay. And there are a group of people I work very closely with. I realize that people I work very close are very close to me. Some of them are come actually, they are so close that when they come to my, they enter my bedroom. Yeah, but a church member, not every church member even comes to my house. And when you come to my house, some church members, when they come, you say, oh, please, there's a seat in the hall. Some, because of how close again, they can go to the kitchen. But some actually come to the bedroom. Why? Because of how close we work. You see, when you work very close with God, God will allow you into the most sensitive and most secret places. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You, you see, when you are about God's business, he, he comes to you, he talks to you, he reveals secrets to you, he tells you of things to come, he tells, he tells you of things he wants to do. Like he's, he, you and him, you become friends. Why? Because he has a project and you are helping him. Imagine you traveled abroad. All right. The Bible says where your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. Not so. Good. So you traveled abroad and you started this eight story building, Mr. Brother Peter, around Ashoma. It's a very huge building. And you're giving me one room to come and sleep when you're done. And you have this, you have five brothers but it's the last one you can trust with. it's the last one that you give the money to and you call him to check on the building and he's working on the, the site for you out of your five brothers who will you call every time the last one why because he's the man the one you've been wiring the money to he's the one who has to update you so if you are involved in god's work if you are serving god you see god cares about you you see, as a pastor, I've come to a place to realize how much God loves me. You know why? Because, let me tell you, I know God loves me too much. And sometimes, when I have to worry, I, do, I look at the things God does for me and I, I, don't, I don't worry. For instance, God has come to me many times to tell me of things that will happen in the day. And to save me, sometimes even from death. And those things reassure me of his love. Because I've come to a place where like, because I'm doing his work, he doesn't want any bad thing to happen to me. Do you get it? So, he, he actually visits me and tells me, oh, this and this and this is what will happen. So, be careful today. Yes, so many times. So many times. When he wants to bring me a blessing, he tells me, I'm bringing you this kind of blessing. Even before our son will be born. I, God told me that. He told me the number of children I'll have. And he told me the first boy. He gave me the name. And my wife didn't even know she was pregnant. I told her you are pregnant. I said, you know, I know that. I said, you are pregnant. 
and you are pregnant with a boy. No, you see, because God loves you, he will come to you. I'm talking about the secrets that you enjoy when you come to God and you serve him and you are close to him and you are going to win souls for him and you are in the church preaching and you, you see you are, you are with him every day and he's talking to you. It's such a beautiful thing. Jesus was going about doing his father's business. Jesus was every time involved with the work of God. God's work is very, very important. But, Brother Peter, do you know, many people, they don't want to do God's work. Malachi 3.14. Yeah. Do you know what people say? It is useless to serve God. Give me that scripture again, amplify. You have said, it is what? It is useless to serve God. One day, somebody told me, okay, I sent the link of our church, the video to somebody. And you see, it's funny how people think. All the beautiful things that happened in the service, the person didn't comment or say anything. You know what the person said? Said the church service is too long. Yeah. But one time we had a meeting and we were on the meeting for about four hours. Unnecessary talk. The people were talking to me. I was just quiet. I was just when I finished, I said, You see, this useless meeting, rather, is not long. It is the church service that people are receiving blessings, people are being imparted, sicknesses are being healed, hope is being restored. Some of you have been coming to church after all, you realize some problem you had is no more. You were healed a day, one day in that worship as we were praying. That's when God touched you. Because angels come out to our princes and much crying. God has touched your heart. Yeah. In a service like this, that's where you say it is useless. You have said it is useless to serve God. It is useless to be in church. It is useless to come to church. It is useless to give an offering. It's useless to pay tithes. It's useless to, to go for evangelism. This is what we have said. And some of us, we've not said this openly. Like, you've not used your mouth to say it, that hey, it is useless. By your actions, it shows that what we are doing is useless. You have used your actions. Like, when you, Wednesday evening, when we are here praying, and you are in your house, and you're a member of the church, it's like, what you are telling us is that it is useless to come do midweek service. We, we have to serve God once a week. Yes, invariably, that's what you are saying. What are you saying that you are not saying? Yes. For instance, if I say, you see, there are some things and when you say, you mean another thing. For instance, if I say, this year you will shine. You must be quick to know that this year a lot of darkness will come. Because you don't know the power of light or this darkness. So, when God, you see, when God speaks to Learn how God speaks. You should learn it. When God speaks, this year is a great, is a blessed year. Ah, wait, be careful. That is the year you have greatest challenges. Oh, yes, because there's no blessing without a challenge. Oh, yes. When God says, This is your year of divine promotion, my brother, go and get your Acula and your calculator because it's going to be a year of great tests. There's no promotion without a test. What is God saying that he's not saying? So I'm saying that you, by you not coming here, I'm also trying to say that you are trying to tell us that it is useless to serve God. Yeah. And by you not coming online, let's say you've gone to work and you are tired and you can't come. Okay, thank you. We thank God that you can't come. But by you not coming online, you see the notification and you put your phone away. What you are telling us is that we are making noise. And you have even insulted the notification. It is useless to serve God. What profit is it if we keep his ordinance? Yeah. What profit? What will we get? What are we getting from serving God? Yeah. What are we getting? That's what you say. 
But Jesus says, I go about my father's business. I go about my father's business. As Saturday, we are going for outreach. What are you doing in the house? You see, listen, eh? some of you, let me tell you. All the things we are chasing, they are nothing. Hmm. You don't know life, that's why. Oh, yes. All the things we are chasing, they are nothing. Nothing. One day, one day, a very rich man I knew was sick. Then I went to the hospital. I went with Deacon Kofi to pray for him. When I entered the ward and I saw the man's face, I knew he was going. And at that point, I just wanted to take a walk through his head. By the way, God saved him. He didn't die. Hallelujah. Because he was a good man. And he is a good man. But I began to take a walk through the head of the man. The man has houses. Even in this area, the man has a lot of houses. A lot of lands. He has a land cruiser. He has a Mercedes Benz. I began to ask, are all these important to him now? He was lying on that bed with his shorts, shirt, and the oxygen tank by him. And I said, what is the most important thing to this man right now? His life. You see, the things you are chasing, eh, it will be wise to add the work of God to the things you are chasing. Even if you can't go, I don't know everybody who can serve God full time, but you add, you see, because nothing will make sense when you live here. The only, you see, when you explain this, they don't get it. The only thing that will, will, the only thing you can take out of it eh, is your works. You see, God forbid, God forbid, I'm not going to die. But let's see if I die. I'll fall, I'll fall like this. Suddenly you see prophets and go. They will come around. Like you line around like this. Then prophets and go, Gamel and go, they will come. They will begin. Shandarabaya. Come up. Rise up. If I'm like 90 years, don't worry. I'm going to heaven. You know what? I'll come out, I'll come out like that. And I'll look and I'll see Prophet Enko. I said, What are these people doing? This ring is a gold ring. It will be lying there. This watch is a fossil watch. It'll be lying there. These are my beautiful girlfriends. Do you like them? They'll be there. This nice shirt Mr. Wooda stole for me will be there. My boxers will be there. My singlet will be there. I'm telling you. Everything will be there. And this container. The car there is for me and my wife. It will be there. But tomorrow, tomorrow next, maybe some family members will come and say, hey, my pastor and the car no way. Nothing. Only the spirit. Now, what will I take to heaven? The only thing I can take to heaven is yesterday as I stood. Give me that picture. You see, as I stood at Domain Market and in, I was standing in the middle of the road. Yesterday, Brother Peter, as, as the attitude at a point, I felt angels had come. There were angels all around. And I felt like a garment had been put on me. And as I was, people were looking. People, you see, an old man was looking. She was just nodding her head like this. It's like, I felt I was speaking to the people. When we finished, they give us drinks, biscuits. You see, the, the people were touched to the core. This invisible thing I'm doing is what I will take to heaven. Do you have some of this? You are busy chasing soccer. People recently are watching a soccer guy, a, a, a guy called Erickson. He was just drowning, he drowned and he fell off. The guy nearly got a heart attack. One African player those days, something, something, he died. 
before or something. Yeah, can we? He died. The soccer ball will be there. Your Nike boots will be there. You will not take anything. So when we tell you that, go about the father's business. It's like when you eat and we say, eat a balanced diet. Like your, your, your food is just rice and stew. Add a little cabbage, a little fiber, a little carrot, a little cucumber, and balance it so that it will not just be sugar you are eating, but also you'll be having some nutrients. As you are taking, you see, eat some fruits. Because as you are going about doing God's work, it's like you are eating only kinky and fish or only rice, jollof rice. How can you just eat jollof rice? No salad. It's not even you. People are not used to. But you are just eating sugar. Yeah. As you are moving around, I want to be a football player. I want to be a banker. I want to be a business entrepreneur. It's not a balanced life. That business you are building, you build it. You get to the peak. You have everything. Realize that that is it. What is it? Solomon said, vanity. Other people. You build a business to a place and even people you don't know will be eating from the business. Yes. That's how wicked people are. As you are cooking the food, they are eating the food from the pot. So it's a, a little wisdom should be added. So that as you are moving around doing your secular job, Saturday you can come and hide somewhere and carry a placard and say, just in case my account is dry in heaven. Should in case. At least I'll get some two bedroom in heaven. At least. Even if it's a chamber and hall. And you know one thing about God? The little you do gives a great result. Because that placard you held will save someone. And that person will save a thousand more people. And you have a, a hand in that thousand that has been saved. That is how it is. Just come and say, raise a placard and say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's this all you must do. And you are eating wache. Which will give you a stool. Am I teaching? I've not even started my message. Though. I think we may have to continue. Because I've not even tapped on my notes. <laughs> it is sad. What does it mean to serve God? John 12, 26. Shabayeli. Kumandala Zatakayeli. If any man serve me, let him follow me. You are not following God. Don't follow your ambitions only. Add God to the ambitions you have also. Let's start from somewhere. I love Brother Peter. Even if he's growing, he's, he's actively involved. The least opportunity he has is in the church. He's sending. He say, "I'm not coming for the outreach. Hey, but I'm sending this drink to give it to the people. Let's give them exercise books. Let's give them pens." Now, you, I'm not saying bring exercise. I want you to come and hold a placard. Save God. Let's save God. Forget all this Christianity we are doing. It's you and your God. No prophet. You see, that day, me, I'll be wild. You'll be wild. Everybody will be wild. We'll be facing the master for ourselves. There's nothing like, hey, man, in Gabriel, this be my pastor, you know. Pastor, tell Gabriel, say they are in church. There's nothing like that. You know, sometimes when you go to a party, those days when we go for parties, Onaga, that's my me from Adisa, though. He came to church today. Yeah. When you go for parties and they are bouncing you, then you say, oh, Charlie, bouncer, this is me, my party, Onaga, you know. They say, oh, Charlie, make you enter. Heaven, no, 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 no. You can't tell Gabriel, oh, Gabriel, that's my, my bishop, oh, Pastor Muba. Pastor Muba, who knows Pastor? Nobody even knows him. Everybody is fighting for their entry. It's not that you go inside and say, Gabriel, I beg, check the M column. 
I beg my name did uh, the M column there. I saw a picture I said, Oh boss to Gabriel. I beg, check the M column again. Check the M column. Your name is not there, it's not there. There's nothing you can do. No editing, my sister. It'd be like the angel, they type the names, you make mistake. No. And you are in your So as you are busy moving, some people, their life, there's nothing godly in their life. Nothing, zero God. You don't follow God. You don't follow God. He said, if you love me, you, you, you follow, if you serve me, you follow me. Where I'm moving, I'm going for outreach, you are there. I'm going for evangelism, you are there. I'm going, everywhere I go, that's where you will be. I'm in, I'm in church Sunday, you are here. Many people won't come to church on Sunday. Go, okay. Someone will say, I, I love God, I know God. Okay. If you truly love me, huh? Let's say you are my friend. You are my daughter. And you travel to the United States. Every day you chat with me. Papa, how are you doing? Oh, Papa, I miss you. I say, then I tell you, I'm wait, then, let's say you are in New York. Then, amen. Then you, I tell you, uh, Sandra, <laughs> yeah, Christ loves New York. If you, if you go to New York and go and do, you will bring you back. But if you go and go and do, Christ loves you, they'll, they'll keep you there. So you are in New York. Bronx. It's Bronx in New York. Yeah. Then I tell you, I'm coming to New York. Alright? Then Sunday morning, I'm in New York. Do you have to text me? What do you have to do? Show up and see me face to face. That is how you claim you love me. So if I come to New York, huh, and you text me, Papa, how are you? How is New York? Are you okay? Oh, thank God. Hallelujah. Then I fly back. You won't come and see me. Then I fly back to Ghana. Then you call me. Oh, Papa, I miss you. I'll put my hand in the phone and I'll slap you because you don't love me. That's if you don't go to church, that's your life. Because the analogy is God shows up. God inhabits the praises of his children. And where two or more are gathered, there he is in their presence. God is in us, but he can be within us also. So if Sunday God says, I'm showing up Christ's love. I'm showing up Presby. I'm showing up. And you stay in your room as God is here with us. And you are texting him, God, I love you. God, he won't mind you. If it's me, I won't mind you. Yeah, sometimes people send me messages. I don't mind them. Do you know why? Because they are not part of what I'm doing. I won't mind you. Yeah. One lady said, one lady, uh, she, I told her, she had a problem, she used to sew, she, she had a problem with her brother, you can sit down. And I told her, look, if you resolve this issue with your brother, I'll buy you a machine, you'll be in Accra, you sew, I'll pay for everything that has to do with your sewing. She didn't mind me. Then she went to wherever she wanted to go to. Do you know what happened? Months later, she called me and said, oh, Papa, Pastor, please, I want to come to what the thing you told me. I said, okay, come, let's go and beg her. We went, we begged the brother. The brother didn't even want to see me. I went there midnight. The brother, he didn't mind me. Don't follow people who are not serious because they will think you two are not serious. Yeah. The, man, the brother was like, if, I'm, if this pastor was sensible, you know, you don't follow my sister. But send me the mini. Me, I don't know. Just follow the girl. Then the lady left. I told you, if I give her money, take, let her go back. Then you know what she said? She sent me a message. Papa, please, a machine. Up to today, I've not even opened the message. <laughs> I've tell you, I've changed my phone. I've, I don't know if the message is still on my phone. I've not opened it. Uh, the terms have changed. Yeah. If you love me, if, you, if um, any man save me, let him follow me. Ask your neighbor, are you following God? No, it doesn't look like. Wednesday evening, what are you following? Wednesday evening, you are following Chelsea and West Ham. Yes. Um, what, one time I went to Kumasi, we were going to church. And you go to Adrian's, there was a lot of people gathered at some place. 
So I asked myself, I said, what are these music? Oh, it's betting. Chelsea's player. I said, hey, these people are bet. And most churches are empty. You are following betting instead of God. You don't, you don't want to serve God then. If, you, if, you, if any man serve God, he will be in the house of God. Following God. Following where he's going. If I'm your boss, where I go is where you go. Yes. If you are serving me, you, I don't, you don't tell me where I should go. You don't tell me when I should eat. Like, as I'm paying you, they come and tell me, Master, make me pay 9 o'clock into the DCCR. Master, I'll be eating at 9 o'clock, so you have to eat at 6. Who born dog? When I wake up, you wake up. If I, you wake up before I wake up. For instance, we are serving Nathan. The guy, when he wakes up, everybody must wake up. <laughs> when he sleeps, you can't sleep. When he's hungry, everybody is wild. Because everybody must serve him. When you serve God, you follow God. Yeah. And where he is, there you too you will be. God is saving people at Dome. Where are you walking? God is saving people at Shashi. Okongolo. There will his servants also be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So, to serve God means to follow God. Follow him to the core. Follow him to the core of the issue. Not just serve me anyhow. Say, I'm serving God and you're here. Your mind is not here. Your mind is here. Your body is not here. Like, it's like, no, 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 no. But to go to the core of the whole thing and make sure that everything in you is coming together to give glory to him. Hallelujah. Limu kasaka bakoseke. Mendo shadiaza. Milaza posikete. Kinono kusike baya. Azuta, azuta, azuta. Kima goseke felene moko zuka bale. Shagiboro kuzuka. If you serve God, you will serve him in truth. To serve God means to serve him in what? Truth. First Samuel 12, 24. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. So, you serve God, you fear God, you serve him, and you serve him in what? In truth. With all your heart. Don't serve God with half of your heart. And half is in another thing. Let everything be in God. And the, the rest of the thing is not there any other thing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Shibayaka. There are great benefits in serving God. Many people don't know their benefits. If God's work is a business, then there's profit. You didn't hear that. If God's work is what? A business. Jesus said, I go about doing my father's what? Business. Then it means that there's what? Great profit. Isaiah 45. Verses 19. I have not spoken in secret. In a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. So God is not calling us to seek him in vain. God is not calling you and I to what? To seek him in vain. If you are in church and you are doing God's work, you are not being used by the church. Oh yes. Some people, they say, hey, Pastor, you see, Small boys. <laughs> as a pastor, as I'm trying to help my church members, you don't get it. Yeah. As I'm trying to help my church members, 
I have realized that some people also think that I'm trying to use them. But that is wrong. Totally wrong. Nobody serves God in vain. And if any man ever tried to use you, that man will be disappointed because whatever you do for God, it will not go into the account of the man. It will go into your heavenly account and God will bless you for it. Yeah. If anybody deals with you and has ulterior motives, as you are in church, moving, playing drums, nobody gets paid. Nobody's paid for anything they do here. God is the one who pays. Oh, yeah. I said God is the one who does what? God is the one who pays. So, as you give your life to God and you are in church, and you are serving him faithfully. Know that he's the one who is going to give you your rewards. He said, I have not called you to seek me in vain. Nobody comes to God. And works a useless job. The pastor may say, thank you, God bless you. May not give you 10 CDs. Hey, but if I were you, I would not even prefer the blessings of what? The pastor. I'm going to preach, man of God, I'm going to preach somewhere in place. Do you know the honorarium they gave me? Fried rice. Yeah. Meanwhile, people have come to preach and I've given them, we've given them offering and they, someone, one time we give someone an offering and call me and say, ah, it's too much. You shouldn't give me that much. Yeah, but anytime someone gives me Friday, I'm happy. Do you know why? Because my proper pay will come from God. Yes. Yes. My proper pay will come from God. That is why I don't lack anything. Because God is watching. Ah, my son likes this. Hey! He will tell someone, go and give this to my son. No lack. If you serve the Lord, it is not in vain. Yeah, it is never in vain to serve God. It's just that you don't know the God you are dealing with. You don't even have to look for business. You don't have to look for contract. You don't have to look for opportunity. You just be at one place. Everything will be coming to you. Because God will be telling people, I have a son here. You know, just visit me. For instance, even look at all our fathers who visit us in this church. Do you know I've never lobbied once, not even once, to tell any of our, our fathers that come to Christ's love. Not even once. They themselves is outcome. Apostle, I don't go call me and say, Mubarak. No, I was there. He sent me a message saying, Apostolic visitation. Then he gave me the date. He told me he's coming. I never asked him. I never asked him. Apostle Bempa came to preach here. And when he was when he got he himself stopped and entered. Yeah. And I was chatting with him just two days. I said, I'm coming. Pan. Yeah. He's in the US. He said, when he comes, he's coming. You'll be there. All will be coming to you. People are amazed when I tell them I've never written an application letter in my life. I don't even know. I don't even know how it's written. I don't know whether you put the address here or you put the address here. I don't know. One man was asking me, he said, what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. Ah, any other thing? I said, no. So, I said, so what? <laughs> so, how do you, I said, why, what do you mean? You two, how do you survive? God takes care of me. Ah! Not in vain, oh. And if you make that big sacrifice to serve God, it will unlock the greatest blessing in your life. I'm telling you. The greatest blessing. Do you know what the greatest blessing is? All these things will be added unto you. Maybe you are here. Some people work on Sundays. You couldn't get the money on Monday. You couldn't get the money on Tuesday. You couldn't get the money on Wednesday. You couldn't get the money on Thursday. 
couldn't get the money on Friday. Saturday, you couldn't get the money. Is it Sunday that you get it? Maybe it's a mystery that we have to unravel. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want to encourage you. If you will find something to do, there are so many things to do in you. Divine upliftment eh, through serving God, committing yourself to the business of God. And the thing about God eh, that I've come to realize is when you start serving Him truly, eh, He will slow everything down. It's a process. So for a while, everything will look like it's not working. It's like negative returns. So the more you serve, the more nothing is coming. The more you serve, the more nothing is coming. But when He starts to bless you, hey, you'll be embarrassed. I'm telling you, when God starts to bless you, you'll be shocked. There was a time in my life, and like when I meet you and I'm talking to you, I'll be praying, Lord, tell Brother Peter, I need money. <laughs> tell him to give me money. Oh, yes. And I'll be very disappointed if Brother Peter doesn't descend. <laughs> Have you been there before? Tell Brother Peter, I've not had lunch. Reveal to him in a vision. Oh God, God of miracles. When you fed the people with the bread and the fish, I was not there. Today, I want my bread and my fish. Do same for me. The Brother Peter was to say, Oh, God bless you. And he turns to Shalabaya. <laughs> Brother Peter, hear the voice of the Spirit. The voice, is, the Spirit is calling, but you are not hearing. That was the level I was. Yeah. One time, there was a very rich man. When I was in my MSc, there was a very rich man in my class. He's a distributor for Nestle. And those things. That's how God taught me to relate to the rich people. Yeah. When the man entered my office, I began to speak in tongues. I said, God, before this man leaves, let him be a supporter of my ministry. <laughs> Very rich man, and he was in my class. I'm sure you know him. If I mention his name, you know him. Mr. Kofijina. Yeah. You know him, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was in my class. When I sit with the man, I'll be, talking, I'll be speaking in tongues. Then he wake up and say, God bless you. I said, oh! <laughs> no show. Then I realized, when you, you see, people don't like to give people who uh, need things. God is your source. You see, when you meet people, don't act in need. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, no, there's no day you know, one time I was relating with someone and I, I, I got to know the person was rich. Or the family of the person was rich. And when I came by, my wife was asking, this person, what's the name? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to. No, no, man. Don't know anything else. Just deal with the person. You know, you don't want to relate to people and they feel like, hey, you want to get something from me, you know. I went to pray at Mampong. A guy saw me, he said, give me money to a pastor in the making, give me money to do this. I, I wanted to correct him. I said, you don't have to buy it. Uh, the Holy Spirit will deal with him at a point. Then I gave him how much? Maybe five CDs. But when I came back, I saw a lady sitting down. And the Spirit of God said, give me money. And I gave her money. Which one do you like? That God will tell people to bring you things or you go and ask them things. You see, when you serve God, God will tell people to bring you things. Oh, yes. And that is even better. You don't have to meet someone speaking to and say, Sharabazuka, Rabazo, Tereke, Baya. Charlie, I need 50 CDs. <laughs> no. God taught me. In fact, God taught me seriously. Say, eh, because if you're a pastor and you have rich people in your church, and you are going to beg with, it doesn't work. A pastor should never ask a church member for a favor, like, give me this. It's not done. No. 
and you are trained to be a man, you, you can't do that. God is your source. Over the period, as I shared with, from that experience, over the period, as I've shared with some of my church members, that those days when I was preaching to them, I didn't even have food to eat. They couldn't believe. Yes, it was this lady. Rise up. They used to do stew for me. But when I come out, just be collected, cool, calm, then they'll give me the stew. Then I'll go. I look very composed. <laughs> but they did not know that I really needed it. You see, because when you give yourself to God, He will take care of you. Yeah. You will never lack. You will never lack. Hallelujah. So next week, I'll be, time is up. Next week, I'll be sharing with you the benefits of serving God. The what? The benefits. I believe you've been blessed today. Are you sure? Yeah. The benefits. The benefits. So that if you commit to God, like he said in Isaiah 45, he says, it's not in vain. You coming to church is not in vain. If it's not in vain, then what do you get? As Brother Peter, you, you support. As my friends, Pastor Sean, everybody brings their help on board. We are all moving. People are supporting. He said, we are going to buy drums. We are going to buy this. Someone says, take 700, take 800. As you are in church, do it. The benefits it will bring. for listening to this podcast visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences God bless you